5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lift off. Hello, Flyover family. Buckle up, because this is the Flyover Conservative Show. We know all about the bad guys and the people on the left that have weaponized the justice system against us. But who are the good guys fighting on our team? We've got one of them on the show tonight. Is the world uniting against the U.S. dollar? Dr. Kirk Elliott is here for an economic update. There's a lot more positivity and wins out there than you probably realize. And one of them is the world is looking for answers and faith-based content is exploding. People are looking for truth. And where are they looking? They're looking up. All of this and more on the Flavor Conservative Show! Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. We've had a lot of disruptive stuff happen in the news lately, Big, basically like a news bombs going off, something like a storm, a little bit like a hurricane. But when a hurricane comes through, what do they do next? They start digging through and saying, yep. what, what actually happened? What was the damage? What's left? And that's kind of where, where we wanted to land a little bit with, uh, with President Trump, with his indictment. And, and one of our policies in life is I try to get advice from people who actually know what's going on on a <laughs> particular area. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know why sometimes people get a lot of, get a lot of fitness advice from somebody that's not that fit. You know, they Man, get a lot that of, is true. you know, driving tips from people who aren't that good at driving. Financial or, advice from or, people that are broke. Or whatever else. And we have a great guest today. He's been a fixture, a longtime fixture of the Washington, D.C. legal community. Um, he runs a thing called the NLPC Council. His name is Paul Kaminar. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Got a few applause here. Uh, you know, in the legal world, I don't know how, how many standing ovations and applause you get. It probably you probably get a mixed reaction of of, of both. Yeah, I, I do. Especially like when I'm uh, on uh, college campuses, uh, I get a lot of uh, heckling too from the uh, woke crowd. So I'm used to it. Well, let's jump in real quick. Tell us a little bit about the National Legal and Policy Center um, and, sure. and what you guys are about. One of our mottos, just kind of give you a heads up, and I know you, we, we've talked about this before, but we, we really like you know, people to wake up, speak up, and show up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just just entertainment or try to enrage people so they'll come back for more clicks. It's it, People come to this show looking like, okay, what can I do? And they like to be connected with doers. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's exactly why we reached out to you to come on on today's topic. So. Uh, great. Yeah. So uh, we are a do thank instead of a think tank uh, in that <laughs> regard. Yes. So uh, the National Legal Policy Center is a uh, nonprofit uh, public interest ethics watchdog group. And what we do is go after uh, those in power who are violating ethics laws uh, and other uh, requirements. Uh, we've filed many complaints against the likes of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez for her taking thousands of dollars worth of uh, in-kind gifts when she attended that Met Gala a couple of years ago wearing that Tax oh, yeah. the Rich dress. Yep. Remember that? Yep, sure there, do. There it is. Mm-hmm. Perfect, yeah. So right now, the uh, uh, Office of Congressional Ethics is looking at that and may issue her some subpoenas to answer for these charges. Uh, we've also uh, had a lot of a work going after Black Lives Matter and the way they ripped off uh, their supporters with millions of dollars, 60, 70, 80 millions of dollars. And then it's being used for the personal purposes of the leader of the group, uh, Patrice Cullors, 
And we've been on her case such that last year she resigned from the group saying she wow. couldn't take it anymore. And, uh, but uh, we're still uh, putting the spotlight on her and other organizations and groups that we think are getting away with it in this uh, two-tier system of justice. Unfortunately, we see here in Washington, and that sort of brings us to the current spectacle yeah. with a uh, uh, criminal indictment against Donald Trump. Well, I like to position you a little bit as like kind of you're a defender. I, you know, I guess everybody thinks they're on the good good team, you know, or whatever. But sometimes as conservatives, you feel like there's there's all of these levers of power that are held by the left, whether it's the media, mm-hmm. Hollywood, messaging, um, all the celebrities, and definitely when it comes to the legal world, you can look at a Hunter Biden and it's like, man, you know, like if, if, if advice to the world, if you're ever going to commit a crime or do something really nefarious, identify as a Democrat. When you do it, for sure, it's like the probably the best legal advice you could ever get because you you feel like it's lopsided. You feel like, but you know, there's organizations like Judicial Watch, and there's people that that behind the scenes, kind of in a reactionary way, are doing it. You know, or are are pushing back in in, in yourself. And and I don't think that gets as much attention because mainstream media doesn't cover your your work and things that are that are happening. But there are good guys fighting for us, and Mm -hmm. and there are things happening. You just may not know that they're out there, and it's kind of, you know, if somebody has a gun and they're shooting at you, the best thing you can do is have a gun and protect yourself, and you're sort of the, the gun in the hand of, of of goodness. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you mentioned Hunter Biden, and yes, we've been on his case for the last two or three years uh, filing complaints with the uh, Justice Department Office of Foreign Agents Registration since he should have registered as a foreign agent of China for taking millions of dollars from the Chinese energy company, uh, getting a lot of money, spreading it around to his family. Uh, He's being investigated, as we're speaking, by the U.S. attorney in Delaware for the last three or four years for tax evasion, uh, for money laundering, uh, and so forth. And uh, uh, we don't hear anything coming out of that. Yet he's selling his uh, so-called artwork for (laughs) $50,000 to $500,000 to unknown buyers uh and uh, uh and by the way that art gallery we went after the art gallery for getting a five hundred thousand dollar uh covid uh loan uh that was given in record time in a week when it normally takes you know 30 to 90 days uh and this i mean it's, it's just i mean we can go on and on oh yeah, what's going on and, and, and that's to keep his personal life out of it which reads like something like a warning oh, from the old testament you know, right. it's like, you know, like a list of like, they had to add commandments for this guy, like, <laughs> yeah. like new stuff that you could do wrong. That that wasn't even a sin. He invented it. You know, exactly. uh, nobody even knew about that one. It, 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 I don't care who you are, turn your stomach, you know, it, you know, the, the stuff that, that comes out documented, not even hearsay. So, yeah. so people just, this gets all this yeah. attention and there's this grinding down, almost a demoralization mm-hmm. of, of. People that want to raise their kids in a safe place, that want their kids to have as good or better life than they've had. They want to raise their grandchildren. Yep. And, and, and like, they kind of go to work. They pay their taxes. Like, like the, the, this is what I consider the normal. American. American. And they see these things happen. They get away with mm-hmm. it. And it's like, when will there be justice? It's like the mm-hmm. earth itself is moaning for justice. And. I'm thankful that you're on you're on on the watch. Well, yeah, thank you, and I'm also thankful that the uh, Republicans took over the House because now we have the various House investigation committees: the House Oversight and Accountability Committee with James Comer, 
uh, the House Judiciary Committee, chaired by Jim Jordan. They've issued a request for documents from Hunter Biden and the banks, and uh, they just recently got 130-some uh, suspicious activities reports from the Treasury Department of uh, uh, transactions that were suspicious of money laundering mm-hmm. due to Hunter Biden's uh, millions of dollars of transactions going in and out of bank accounts. So thankfully, we have them in uh, charge now. And uh, coming this spring that we're in and, and summer, uh, you'll start seeing uh, some of these witnesses come before these committees. And we're going to start to get uh, some answers to this, because otherwise, if the Democrats were mm-hmm. still in charge of the House, this would all be buried. That's right. Man, that is a really good point. Uh, you brought it up earlier. I'd like to go back to it. You talked about, um, you know, President Trump, the indictment, what we're looking at right now. In your opinion, do you think this indictment will stand? I, I don't think it will. And I don't think, of course, that it should uh, uh, for many reasons. I mean, here you have this Alvin Bragg, or as I call him, Alvin Braggadocious, who uh, <laughs> is out there, uh, who ran his campaign vowing to get Trump. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that reminds me of the uh, Joseph Stalin's former head of his Soviet secret police, where his motto was, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Well, that's what's going on here in this Soviet style system of justice, mm-hmm. where they're out to get Trump, no matter what the crime. So what is the crime here, folks? They said that uh, the Trump organization listed on their financial reports that the money that Trump repaid to Michael Cohen, his lawyer, was for legal services. And aha, that's a false business entry. Okay, so under New York law, that's a nothing burger. It's a misdemeanor. They might as well charge him with some traffic tickets and jaywalking. So in order to jerry-rig this uh, non-crime into a felony, what Bragg is doing is saying, well, it's a felony in New York if you have this false entry uh, to cover up a crime. So what is this crime? It doesn't say in the indictment. The indictment is uh, completely silent on that. <laughs> but he attached this uh, scurrilous so-called statement of facts saying that Trump uh, had a non-disclosure agreement with Stormy Daniels which, by the way, is perfectly legal. Non-disclosure agreements are signed every day where there's allegations of wrongdoing in the corporate setting. And in order to settle the charges, real or not, uh, there's non-disclosure agreements. So here you have non-disclosure agreement. Okay, so that's not illegal. So they said, well, that money that Cohen paid for the non-disclosure agreement constitutes an illegal contribution to your federal campaign. And you go, well, there's several things wrong with that. Uh, first of all, New York does not have any authority over federal election law. I, By the way, I used to be an attorney at the Federal Election Commission, and I do some campaign finance law, so I know a little bit about this subject. Uh, secondly, the two agencies that do have jurisdiction over this trumped up, no pun intended, election charge is is the Federal Election Commission and the Justice Department. 
neither of which sought to uh, go after Trump for these so-called campaign violations. And it's probably smart that the Justice Department did not because they did the same thing uh, in 2011 uh, when they filed uh, criminal charges against then Senator John Edwards from North Carolina who, who ran against Obama in the primary. He had a mistress on the side. They had a love child, and uh, he got some $900,000 from a mega Democratic donor for hush money uh, because his wife at the time didn't know about it. She was suffering from terminal breast cancer. So Mm -hmm. the Justice Department filed criminal charges uh, on this theory that this constituted a campaign contribution. The jury came back not guilty on one of the counts, and they were hung on the other accounts. And the Justice Department threw in the towel and says, look, this is a screwy legal theory. We're not going to retry you. So they closed that book back then. And then now Bragg, this local Manhattan, he says, well, wait a minute, we're going to I'm going to resurrect it. But again, like I said in the beginning, that's not under his jurisdiction. So this uh, indictment should be dismissed on those kind of legal grounds that there's really no there there with respect to uh, the criminal charge. And then there's other legal problems. There's a statute of limitations mm-hmm. problem where you have to bring charges within a certain time period. Uh, the misdemeanor uh, violations under New York law is two years. Well, this so-called false entry took place in 2017. Two years is up there. Uh, the felony that he's trying to concoct, that's a five-year statute of limitations. Well, let's see, 2017 plus five is 2022. We're now in 2023. So mm-hmm. they're going to say, well, we got some exceptions to that. So that should be thrown out on those grounds and also should be thrown out just because, as I said at the beginning, uh, Bragg had it in for Trump regardless of the violation. And under the law, that's called selective prosecution. It's it's a hard case to make, but it has been done where a defendant will move to dismiss the charges, even if they're true, on the grounds that, wait a minute. You're you're just picking me out because you don't like my politics, et cetera. And that's a mm-hmm. political vendetta. And in our system of justice, we're not supposed to follow that Soviet style kind of uh, uh, justice. Plus, he's uh, backed by George Soros, right, which seems to be a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, George Soros has pa- backed all these liberal uh, local DAs across the country. Uh, Alvin Bragg is one of them, and here Alvin Bragg uh, uh, is, you know, of course, following the liberal line here, going after Trump. And at the same time, Alvin Bragg, during his press conference, said, "We have to go after Trump because these are serious crimes that cannot, you know, go uh, be un- un- untouched." And I'm saying serious crimes. You got. Criminals in New York right. pushing people off the subway platforms and and uh, assaulting people and raping people. Yep. And, and they're out on bail. And, and he what he's doing in, in about 50 percent of his cases, he's taking actual felonies and reducing them to 
misdemeanors. Mm -hmm. Here he's taking a two-bit misdemeanor and blowing it up into this fake felony. So it really is despicable, and it's a really sad day for American jurisprudence and justice to see this kind of dual system of justice yeah. going on. Mm -hmm. And people feel it. Now, you guys can go to go to nlpc.org, and there's the article on, on Ocasio-Cortez. There's one on Alvin Bragg. There's a lot of information you can learn if you want to be the smartest uh, American at the water cooler when you guys are talking about this at work That's or right. when you get together with your family. That is a resource that you can go to nlpc.org. And Thank also, you. if you want to put your money where your mouth is a little mm -hmm. bit, even if it's $10 or $5 or, or, or something, you can actually, you know, if, if you get this bent-up energy and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just wish I could just throw a brick at my TV sometimes, well, funnel that energy towards helping people that are actually doing the work yep. that maybe you can't do. The same mindset you'd have if if there's a missionary in the Philippines and you're like, man, I would love to go. I love what the work they're doing, but I can't leave my job and my family and go to the Philippines. You can support somebody who is. If you don't want to live in the cesspool known as Washington, D.C. and do the work that Paul's doing, uh, hey, he's willing to be basically a missionary on your behalf and go there, go there and be the attorney that's beating up their attorneys to bring justice justice about here. Um, let me, Paul, let me throw a question at you because, uh, you know, we we, had, we held an event. We, uh, we, we were with uh, General Michael Flynn and Eric Trump and Clay Clark is a Reawaken America event that, that right. we had to go through very five good. event, five venues yeah, in um, Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. And, and their uh, top legal mind of the state of New York, Letitia James uh, was threatening to file suit, for having this event because, you know, wow. they, and then they just throw names at you. You know, you're a, a white supremacist yep. and you're all this, which basically just means I disagree with you. Mm -hmm. right. You know, an, in, an insult from the left just means that they disagree with you. Um, it, so we had to change venues from a, any kind of a civic uh, building to eventually had it in a, a tent, in a tent yeah. uh, field outside of a church and it ended up being a smashing success. And, and, and the good guys just kind of keep moving on. And it was an incredibly successful event. Thousands of people attended people standing around outside the tent. It was, it was an incredible event, but I'm like the amount of headwinds you have to push against when you're in a blue state, because they'll use their, their laws, their state. If you have, if you're caught spitting on a sidewalk in a blue state. They're going to come after you as a conservative. There's this backlash you see in the media now of like, well, red states, you know, if you're in Texas and Florida and Missouri, we need to start going after, you know, like this, it, it works for them. We need to start doing the same thing here. I look at that as a very dark, slippery slope to become a country that yeah. would just be unbearable, more unbearable than it is now, more divisive than it even is now. Can we get justice in the system that currently exists without retaliating to, hey, then we're going to we're going to go after the next president. When when Biden leaves, we're going to put him in, you know, the, like can can we escape that kind of tick for tack justice yeah. system and get it the way that our founders intended? Is that is it well, possible still to get justice the way our founders yeah. intended? Yeah, good question. I mean, uh, you know, you're talking about fi of uh, fighting fire with fire, which uh is is one way to handle this uh, uh but uh in order to rise above that it should be that that uh justice from the uh justice department hence the name mm -hmm. <laughs> justice department right uh uh should be the one that that has an even-handed system of justice and that's why uh these investigations by the house committee are going on to at least show the american people this dual system of justice they've also issued requests for Alvin Bragg to come uh, to testify before Congress about this whole uh, 
investigation. And Alvin Bragg came back the other day and saying, you don't have any jurisdiction over me to look into what I'm doing locally. And then the retort to that is, well, you don't have any jurisdiction over federal election laws. We right. do. So we need to, as legislatures, know how you out there are twisting uh, the law around to your benefit. So uh, yeah. I, I think, though, you know, from from the other side, our side, I think at least they're going after legitimate issues here with Hunter Biden and so forth, not these made up uh, uh, crimes that right. the left is doing. So uh, if, if it's perceived that, you know, well, it's tit for tat or whatever, uh, at least I think on our side, we have legitimate complaints to, to go on. Uh, but the Justice Department has been notorious for weaponizing their enforcement. We know how they go after uh, parents at school board meetings claiming they're domestic terrorists. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went after the uh, 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 the father uh, the, uh, in, in Pennsylvania for protesting outside the uh-huh. abortion clinic. Yep. I mean, that, that was totally outrageous. I mean, this is a, a police state, the way mm-hmm. they're operating. Um, but you mentioned something about uh, New York and Letitia James. Interestingly enough, uh, before the Supreme Court right now, is a petition to review uh, filed by the uh, National Rifle Association how they got uh, uh, basically uh, debanked or yeah. mm-hmm. eliminated by the New York State Attorney General's authorities. And that issue before the court is basically they went after us because of our First Amendment speaking out about our Second Amendment uh, issues. So uh, that one, hopefully should be granted by the Supreme Court. We won't know until later this spring if they decide to take it. Uh, but you've got to go through the courts on a lot of these cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in there helping a good fight. And besides coming to our website, like you said earlier, supporting us. Also, if you all have social media out there, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Rumble, Getter, whatever, to take what we've got on our website and and retweet it or send it around to your mm-hmm. followers. So. That way we get the message out as well. Fantastic. And that, that is a great way of, because, you know, our slogan here is, I think you mentioned it, but it's wake up, speak up, and show up. And that's what we want um, the flyover family to do. That's how we're going to win this war, is not being the silent majority, not burying our head in the sand and thinking, yeah. oh, I hope this goes away. It's supporting you. It is tweeting things out. It's getting information. Yep. It's great conversations at the water cooler. It's helping to wake up keep people that have no idea that this is going on. But that's our part. You're doing what you can do. Now we have to do what we, we can do. we got to be do. a force multiplier for the work that you're yep. doing already. That's exactly, exactly right. Good, good description on that. Yes, indeed. And so you can go to, here's Twitter, at NLPC, but you can go to um, nlpc.org. This is a great way, again, you can read articles, different things there, but a great way to be able to support Paul and what they're doing there. So go to the donate on the top right there. You can donate. It says they they accept all major credit cards. Um, And when they do that, Paul, where is this money going to go to? What what does it help with? Yeah, no, uh, our money goes to putting out the kind of efforts we're doing here. Uh, it goes to uh, uh, not only, you know, we have other people on our staff. By the way, another part of our program to share our website is going after the woke co- corporations. We have a corporate integrity project where we go to annual shareholder meetings, going after Disney, uh, going after wow. J.P. Morgan, 
and and standing up at the meetings asking that they disclose uh, uh, the kind of woke capitalism that they're doing, how they're yeah. doing business with China and so forth. So that that takes a lot of research, a lot of yes. work, a lot of uh, uh, staff work, et cetera. So we use uh, our donations very wisely. We're, we're lean and mean. Uh, we're, we, we don't have a, a huge staff, but we try to uh, make uh, the best with what we've got. That's incredible. Thank you for everything that you're doing, Paul, to help to save our country. We really do appreciate it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. favorite stories you know in the bible is is the the story where there's a great big storm and and, and the jesus in the boat yep and i don't know how scared the disciples were but they they said they were basically scared to death yeah they they thought they were going to die and jesus was that sleeping. Is pretty scared and jesus is taking a nap yep we've been on some bad boat things where storm kicked in and oh, you're like i thought i was gonna die we're on a boat one time and we saw the captain hang off the side holding onto a railing <laughs> we're on a fishing trip in the in the is gulf gonna die or be gilligan and it's like oh we didn't have a lot of peace in that storm no. <laughs> it was like it was like okay jesus was taking a nap sometimes you can't predict the storms around but you can have a peace inside of it we got a guy here who wrote a book on it called thriving not just taking a nap, but thriving in the economic tsunami. And uh, he, he goes by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott, and he's with us today. Yay! You have my book. That's yes. awesome. It's, it's still like uh, the ink is still like wet. It's brand new. This is like fresh and, and hot. I know. That is awesome. I, 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 had, I was hoping we'd get like a free copy from you or something. I had to buy this on Amazon. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's the thing when you deal with economic analysts, like they, they're like, like, like Dave Ramsey, like little penny pinchers. They're like, yeah. you know, looking at the spreadsheets, not giving, there's no, no, there's no free books. <laughs> yeah. The only free cheese is in the mousetrap, baby. You got to buy your own book. 
I'll, I'll send you some free books and then you can, you can give that. Yeah, that's all right. I already got, I already got my own book. So it doesn't oh, matter. We'll, we'll, we'll give it to some flyover family. They would ne- love it. I don't need your handouts. You know, so I love your little story at the beginning. Cause I went deep sea fishing in the sea of Cortez once down, down in Mexico with, with Joe. And, and so we were, we were out there and the farther out we got, the bigger the waves were. Well, this was like a 12 foot, like, Robo with like a little twenty five horsepower murder. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and in Mexico, the insurance laws aren't quite the same as they are here. It's like there's no life jackets on this boat. Oh like, no! Like a little boat, and the waves are like ten feet tall, and like be <laughs> over the top of them. It's like, oh my word, we are going to die. And everything I knew about the Sea of Cortez is when you look down into the depths where it's dark. There's hammerhead sharks down there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> on the side, it's like okay, those are weird. But <laughs> anyways, I, I understand that feeling that the disciples had because it's like yeah. yeah, small little dinky boat, little horsepower engine, and these waves are massive, and you can't see over the top of the crest of them. Um, but we made it back, right? Yeah. Amen. But, but it would have been hard. We were deep sea fishing too. That was our yeah. only experience. I've only been once. Never went back. It's fine. <laughs> I can just buy my fish at the grocery store. Exactly. But, uh, you know, uh, you probably weren't able to take a nap in that moment. No. You know, Jesus no. had that kind of peace because he had a great source. Now, when it comes to economics, you know, uh, Biden's not our source. Nope. You know, we don't look at these places. It takes sound wisdom and there is a way, and we've been talking about this for two years. This has been coming for a long time. We're having Kevin Freeman on this week. He's been sounding the alarm bell on these same issues mm-hmm. since 2012 of, hey, this is coming. And, uh, you know, and, and it is, but you can have peace inside and of that. Thrive. And thrive. But, but you got to know what you're doing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, ignorance isn't bliss. Ignorance is destruction. And you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, you have to know what you're doing. And... And, you know, the people that call me every single day, phones ringing off the hook and it's intensifying, they're just mm-hmm. as scared as the disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're afraid they're going to lose their retirement. They're afraid they're going to lose everything they've worked their whole life to accumulate because of stupid government policies that neither mm-hmm. um, one of us can control, right? But yep. but what are some of those policies and why should they not have fear, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the goal of these shows is to... Yeah, we'll talk about the news. Don't kill the messenger. It's bad. Nice. I mean, it's, it's truly it's not good sounding, but the solution is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is if, if people were ever like not watch this whole episode, it's like <laughs> all they talk about is the fear. Like, no, there's always a solution at the end. There's always a solution. Just got to watch until the end. You yeah. have always, you have the hack to beat this. You do. We we do have the hack. So so I saw this article over the weekend um, as, as I was just with family in, in Arizona, you know, had 35 family members there. It was like <laughs> ultimate chaos, not like market <laughs> chaos, okay? but it was amazing. It was amazing. I always love spending time with family, but, but I was reading this article. Uh, it was in zero hedge and it talked about a role reversal collapse of the dollar, mm. right? So, what is this role reversal? So you go back in time when the, the, the Russia used to be the USSR, right? That had all these different satellite states like, like Georgia and Ukraine and Lithuania, whatever, right? They were all part of the USSR and they dismantled, right? And so now you just got Russia and all these other little countries. Mm-hmm. Well, during that time, it was economic collapse and mayhem for them because they lost all of this 
land, all the agriculture, all the energy, everything that they had with these satellite nations, it's gone, right? So went in complete disarray. But during that time, they've been building something. They've been building towards something. And we're seeing that now manifest itself out with the BRICS nations, right? The Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and then the 20 plus nations that are coming into the BRICS nations. And what are they doing? So, so the U.S. has been the world's reserve currency for a long time. Go back to the Bretton Woods Act of the 1940s, and then the, added to that the petrodollar mm-hmm. in the 1970s, basically keeping them at bay, keeping Russia down, keeping the rest of the world down, while the U.S. was actually just, just exploding in power, impact, influence, prosperity, everything, right? So, but now... The goal of this article was to say, there's times changed. World reserve currencies never last. Right. They, 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 they don't. And there's a fundamental reason why. And that is when we have to fund all international settlements of oil and everything else, you have to print more dollars than what you need domestically. So the, we have to. It's like it just needs to be done. But over time, people forget that that was the case. And they start looking like, hey, America, you printed mm-hmm. way too much currency. You're flooding the markets with it. You're treating it like monopoly money. And we should say, well, we have to because we have to fund all these international settlements. It's like, well, no, you don't have to because we're going to find a new reserve currency, find someone who hasn't squandered their time in the sun and, and amassed trillions of dollars worth of debt, tens of trillions of dollars worth of debt. This happens all the time. You go up back throughout history, the average length of a reserve currency is in the 80s to 100 year range, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we're 80 plus years into this experiment. We're pushing the edge of the envelope. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you need another reserve currency that actually can um, mimic the military superpower status, the economic superpower status, the political superpower status. You need all of those to be a world reserve currency. Well, China doesn't have it in and of themselves. Neither does Russia, but together with all these countries, they really do. I mean, the, I hate to say it, but but they do. Well, so, just that just that basic core of of BRICS, you know, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, just that initial mm-hmm. core, not the fourteen that they've grown to now or whatever. Just that initial batch. That's forty one percent of the world's population. Oh, it's it's absolutely. That, that, that means forty one percent of the of the world that eat, that buy TVs, mm-hmm. that do things, that you know are consumers and are doing things. That means they're trading dollars for things every day. Forty one percent of those exchanges are just now won't. Mm-hmm. Right, they are, and so so you you and I were talking earlier, and and you showed me uh, an, another article that that came out this weekend about President Macron in France. Right, our one of our. Like I would say, you know, part of G7 nations, part of the, our, our friends, our allies in mm-hmm. Europe, right? Mm-hmm. So what are they saying? They Macron said Europe should reduce dependence on U.S. dollars after meeting with China's President Xi. Like, well, like, well, you know, they jumped out at me on that. Once that becomes public, it's kind of like if you ever had like, like a couple that look like their marriage is great and you see them at church every mm-hmm. weekend and things are good. And it's like they kind of keep it up, keep it up. And then one, once it's starting, it starts, it starts, it starts slipping out like, mm-hmm. oh, they're having problems. Oh, he's staying somewhere else. All, all of a sudden, it's like, whoop, it's real fast. Yep. And then a bunch of toxicity comes out of like, oh, ah, this has been going on for four years. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, but like but like that image can kind of stay uh, good right until it doesn't. And mm-hmm. that falls quick. And then it's very public. 
And when, when you see that the the, the word the word mm-hmm. leaked out, when you got a guy like Macron, who they've been buddies with us since we helped rebuild them after World War II, and then and now he's openly sitting with China. He's openly talking in public of like, mm-hmm. hey, we need to move away from these guys. Not that, good. that that once those once that that image cracks, it's very quick. Mm-hmm. It's it's really quick, and people are are viewing everything that's happening right now. That's everything's happening at a supernatural clip. It's not. We're just seeing the the manifestations mm-hmm. of everything that's been going on for decades. Yeah, it just now happens to be coming to fruition, right? It's like it's like the 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 bamboo tree or whatever, right? It's like it takes forever for those roots to grow deep, and then all of a sudden it shoots up like I, I don't know how how tall, like ninety feet in, in a year, something crazy, whatever mm-hmm. those numbers are, right? But it's like this that it took a long time for those roots to grow deep before you could even see the little sproutlet of a leaf come out of the, come out of the ground. Right. And then Mm -hmm. it just explodes. Same thing here. This is not an overnight sensation that the BRICS nations are starting to take over. It's been decades of the U S printing more money than what they need. It's been decades of Russia working behind the scenes, getting out of U S treasuries. That's what they've been doing. Um, and what they've been doing with those proceeds, buying gold, right? They've been buying mountains of gold. So has China, so has Kazakhstan, so has Uzbekistan, so has United Arab Emirates. So are all these nations that are going into the BRICS nations. They've been buying gold like there's no tomorrow. But really, it this isn't like something where, oh, yeah, on, on uh, April 6th, all of this started to happen. No, it didn't. I mean, it looks like it did, but it didn't. This has been going on for a while. We just happen to be the generation that's alive Mm -hmm. while all of this plays out and manifests itself. But but a lot of this has been happening since I was just a little kid, right? And now we're actually seeing it play itself out. Well, Mm. here's what we need to do about that. It's like, why is the BRICS nation, once you understand the why, then you can be in the right place at the right time. So why are the BRICS nations backing their currency with gold? Because they know that politically they have to set themselves apart. Mm -hmm. If you're going to kick the U S dollar, you know, out of world reserve currency status, well then you better have something that looks more attractive. Mm -hmm. What would be more attractive? Having the same kind of reserve currency system, but backing it with gold. Right. Because 90 percent of the central bank digital currencies around the globe are going to be there within the next probably 24 months. These central banks are going to central bank digital currency. What's going to make the BRICS ones better? Well, I wouldn't say better is a good choice of words. What's going to make them attract more people into their system where Mm -hmm. they can, with command control, fascist type policies, cut them off from buying or selling whenever they want? Dangle that gold carrot out there saying, mm-hmm. look, look at what we're doing. We want, we are fighting and pushing and gaining momentum to be the world's reserve currency because that's not just some small change. That's a change of the global financial system as we know it from the West to the East. And there's this big giant sucking sound of a vacuum of money leaving London and New York, you know, in our financial system and going east to Shanghai and and being dominated by the BRICS nations. This is the world that we live in right now. And when that happens, we will have more inflation here because there's going to be less demand for a dollar. 
but yet our expenses aren't going down as a country. We have to continue to print to fund everything. But policymakers yeah. right now are slow to understand this this fact. They 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 don't cut expenses. They keep expenses the same. They just try to create more money out of thin air. This is the problem that we're in because when when a nation goes into dependency status where the citizens are dependent on the government for money, you can't take that away without a, a revolt and without upheaval. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want that on their watch. No politician ever wants that on their watch. So therefore, they keep, keep, keep kicking the can down the road. Now, the rise of the BRICS nations has got policymakers just really in a pickle. It's like, man, this isn't happening mm-hmm. at this time. <laughs> right? When yeah. inflation has run its course, now we have to raise rates to slow down that inflation. All at the same time, demand for the dollar is going away. Of course it is. The BRICS nations are smart. They're playing economic warfare at its finest, and they know that they can kick us while we're down, strip away more demand, so we have to print more money just to break even every month. This is what's happening in in its most elemental terms. How long can they kick the can? I mean, at what point can they stop kicking the can? What what happens uh, when they're like, okay, I can't kick the can any longer? Well, things change seemingly overnight. Yeah, right? it's like, it'll be like, this, wow, that happened in a day. But it just, it just, it sort of happened. It's like, but when that happens, when there is not enough foreign demand for our currency, we actually start to spiral into a hyperinflationary spiral, just like Venezuela did, just like Argentina did, just like Cyprus did, just like Greece did, just like Zimbabwe did. I mean, all of these happened because mm-hmm. it's math. Right. It's it's fundamental. It's it's you can't continue to print money and expect the same things to happen when your currency is devaluing. Yeah. It's ultimately just a confidence game. You yeah. know, it's like it's almost like a tough guy in a prison or something. Nobody messes with him because he has this reputation. Mm-hmm. But if somebody tripped him and he fell or they put a kick me sign on the back or something mm-hmm. and he couldn't defend him, like all of a sudden that guy's going to get munched up. It's that mm-hmm. confidence game of like, nobody's going to mess with this guy because he looks like the toughest one. And that's, that's been us. They saw our COVID response, which is to print trillions. That, and, and they're all holding these dollars that get, that are worth mm-hmm. less every time we do it. It shocked me this weekend to see Mark Meadows who kind of campaigned on no more, just blank checks to Ukraine. That's over. But he held a press conference over the weekend or maybe it was Friday saying, uh, um, Hey, we're going to defend Taiwan. And we're going to do whatever it takes to supply them with the weapons necessary to protect themselves from China. Now, in China, a Ukraine type, in a very Ukraine type way, he even said, "In a Ukraine-like model, we're going to defend Taiwan." Okay, so basically, he's just saying, "Let's go ahead and print a hundred billion dollars and send it in weapons to Taiwan." Well, where does that hundred billion dollars come from? It's just printing more money. So every indicator we're giving the world is it's just going to get worse because mm-hmm. we're just going to, we're going to, it's like a family that's just like, Hey, any problem we got, I'll put it on a credit card. You know, we're not going to reduce spending. We're not going to get a second job. We're not going to do anything. And it just gets worse, which, which only matters when there's, there's $38 trillion being held outside the United States in us dollars. Yeah. Well, they, they don't, they don't want to hold those dollars anymore. Mm-hmm. No, they, they don't. But this is where there's, there's amazing hope in this. Woo. mess. All right, right, bring it on. So this morning, my my wife Joe shared with me this this verse from from Nehemiah and Nehemiah thirteen two. It, it, here's here's the quote. It says, "Because they did not meet the Israelites with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. Yet our God turned the curse into a blessing." Yes. Right? We're not talking about Israel here. We're not talking about America here. We're talking about 
believers, right? We're saying, mm-hmm. okay, these things people are looking at as a curse to their finances, a curse to their retirement, the fact that the BRICS nations are rising up. It's like there's solutions and and there's there's things here where where God will turn a curse into a blessing. Yeah. Right. This is where when we allocate wisely into these markets and understand the trends that we're seeing, that the what what the enemy, what the world views as a curse against us and against believers, um, God will turn that into a blessing. He always does because he's an amazing God, right? So mm-hmm. So take these economic trends, this this lack of um, demand for U.S. dollars, which, you know what, it's not going to just go away. It mm-hmm. will intensify. But yet that means the blessing will intensify as well. Amen. And that's what you need to focus on. David, you started. Don't focus on the storm, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, the Sea of Galilee. Focus mm-hmm. on the solution. Never focus on the storm because you'll be stricken with fear. You'll be you'll be you know, uh, mental anguish, mm-hmm. right? It, it cause all kinds of bad things to happen in your brain and your mm-hmm. heart, right? So focus on the miracle of the solution. And that's what we do. And that's what we bring to people. Because over this time, when things are eroding, silver is booming, Woo! right? It's like it's, it's up 17% in the last couple of weeks. It's up 38% in the last six months. It's up since Biden took office, it's like up yeah. 75%, gold's up 35%, all while other markets are declining. It's like, and don't come back and yell at me when the viewers of, of these shows, when I say these numbers, because they'll say, oh, but I got into wow. silver at 26 and, it, and it's now at 25. It's like, yeah, you're going to have two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, right? But look at the trend. The mm-hmm. trend is up 17% during this time. The trend is up 38% over the last six months. The trend is up 75% over the last three years. But in that time, you're going to have higher points and lower points, but it's moving up, right? Mm-hmm. And so as time moves on, we're going to get to a point where even the president of HSBC, one of the 10 largest banks in the world, thinks that silver is going to hit $100 an ounce over the next 12 months because of supply chain disruptions. Yeah. Low, low inventory, high demand. Mm-hmm. So we just take advantage of these trends. Economists that are big, that have that are in charge of some of the largest banks in the world are now looking at this as a viable solution and something that's going to grow. We just get to mm-hmm. take advantage of that. And that's where our hope in this darkening world is. Man, and that's, that's huge. Move. You know, you might be watching this and thinking, oh, man, maybe it's too late. It's at 24. You know, I saw I saw the show when it was at 18 and I didn't do anything. It's not too late because, again, you got to look at the trajectory. Where is it going? And, uh, you know, every month we have just been yeah. diligently. All right. We're, no matter where it is at that time, if it's care. at $18, $26, it doesn't we matter. We bought it at all of those Investing. numbers. Yeah, exactly. And just continuing to invest and know that we are doing the right thing. And Dr. Kirk, we are so thankful yeah. for your team and everything that you guys are doing. All the time that you're putting in, you've hired more people to be able to help um, as patriots are calling in, as people are calling in saying, I need help. When you go to flyovergold.com, it's a landing page. It's a place that you can learn more information, but also you can put in your information and then someone from Dr. Kirk's team 
We'll set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money, so there's no reason not to do it. So put in your information. Someone from Dr. Kirk's team will schedule time to set up that free consultation to get your questions answered, find out how they can help you, or you can also call 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time and everything that you're doing to help to save us during this time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night? thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Okay, I have some really exciting news. I felt like tonight's show was so encouraging. A lot of wins. A lot of wins. Talking to Paul, talking to Dr. Doctor. I mean, honestly, I was like so encouraged. That's what's important to be careful of all the stuff that's coming in. Because if you're just listening to mainstream media, you think the sky's falling. And, yep. and it might be falling in chunks, but there's wins at the same time. So I have something we wanted to share with you guys tonight about some big wins when it comes to faith. This was really exciting. We heard some stats over the weekend. I thought this was really cool. So by the way, I hope you all had an incredible resurrection weekend. Again, what an exciting time to be alive. You know, in the spring, new things are blooming. There's so much encouraging things coming out. And so here's what's going on when it comes to the faith world. Films, podcasts, apps, television series, all of these, they're actually moving into the mainstream and climbing uh, the charts. And so here's some things I wanted to point Faith-based out. Faith-based content, which what do we do in the show? Oh, we talk about culture through the lens of conservative Current events values. and culture through yep. the lens of conservative Christian values, and it's exploding. It is. Woo! All right, let's talk about, first of all, The Chosen. Here's some things I wanted to highlight about it. It is one of the highest grossing crowd-funded entertainment projects of all time. All right, it's $10 million has actually been donated to this film, a hundred million yeah. worldwide views have been for the seasons one and two. But check this out: a total views of over four hundred and forty million. Wow, four hundred and forty million. So a hundred million worldwide have seen series one and two, but four hundred and forty million. All right, let's talk about Jesus Revolution. We actually had the opportunity to interview the producer Daryl Lefevre. And, we'll uh, put the link down below to that interview. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so there, it was a huge Great success. Guy. We actually talked to him before the film came out. It was a box office success grossing more than $50 million. 
dollars. It's a profit, which is more than Disney and a lot of the even Marvel yeah. shows can share. They're losing money through these big budget movies that nobody wants to really go see. That's exactly right. Let's move on to apps. Okay, this is really interesting. There is a, an app, a Catholic meditation and prayer app called Hollow that's actually endorsed by Jonathan Rumick, which is the Jesus from Chosen, as well as I'm seeing a common thread here because he, he's in the Chosen. Yeah, he was in Jesus Revolution, and he's True. a part of this app. So whatever that brother touches goes straight to the roof. That's right. As well as Jim Caviezel, he's actually the uh, the, the one that played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. So you have some kind of connection to Jesus. No kidding. And it's going good. They're promoting this, and so um, there is. It's actually number three on the Apple Store overall. Man. It's connected millions of people in prayer, scripture, and meditation and facilitated more than 175 million prayers worldwide. Now, I want to make sure I get that number right. That's number three among all apps as a whole. Apple Store overall. Downloads. I mean... And what else is going to change things right now? When you look at the despair and the brokenness and the hurt... I know. And the amount of mental illness and things on this country, it's prayer. It prayer is. is the effective change that'll make a difference. And you got an app connected to prayer, yes. and it's the number one no, three, on number the, three. Number three on the Apple Store. That's a hopeful sign. Yep. That's a good indicator on the dashboard. Oh, and also on Ash the Wednesday. World is, the world is waking up. It made history on, on uh, Ash Wednesday when it went to landing at number three. All right. Here's another one. A little mic fired up. Yep. Ugh. Let's talk about podcasts. Okay. Have you all heard of priest Mike Schmitz? I'm sure you've probably seen his face before. Producer Colton loves this guy. Yeah. The Bible in a Year podcast. Um, So it launched in January of 2021. You guys are not going to believe this. Within 48 hours, it actually skyrocketed to number one spot on Apple Podcast. Within 48 (laughs) hours, the number one spot. He's had half a billion views since January of 2021 and has consistently Mm -hmm. ranked number one in Apple Podcast subgroups. I mean, is this exciting? This is absolutely amazing. people praying, and then, again, we talk a lot about, you know, Andy Stanley and all these different authors writing books about God, but, like, we we need a lot less of that and more people actually in God's Word. Yes. And so praying to God, reading God's Word, getting God's Word in you, it's like cut out all the middlemen, and the things are actually effective in this world. I mean, absolutely amazing. Love it. And then final thing I wanted to bring up, uh, we actually had the interview uh, with Greg Locke, and then uh, we were we had Alexander on the show as well. Alexander Pagani, that was hot. Oh, that was such a great show. He's we'll put that in the link too. And he's coming back on for a full interview. Where he just like, you're like, I want more of that. Yeah. I want more of that. More that. How, how does that work? Okay. Well, this was such a huge hit. It was supposed to be one night in the theater. And now it's coming out with two more nights tonight. And then as well as the 11th. But check this out. It was number one on Christian charts on day one. It was number eight across all genres. And it was number four at the box office nationwide in just one night. I mean, people are hungry for what God hungry. is saying. And I know you all are hungry as well. If you have not seen Come Out in Jesus' Name, make sure you go to the theaters. You can go to their website as well. But we bless you. We are so thankful yes. that you're part of the Flyover family. We bless you to realize the future is brighter than the past. And we bless you to wake up. Speak up and show up. Lots of winning going on. We'll see you back here tomorrow night, guys. Peace out. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. 
Be blessed and make it a great day. 